welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, West Virginia, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Our goal is to motivate and educate our listeners with these inspirational business stories. There are so many positive things happening in West Virginia business that most people don't hear about. We're trying to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great career and business opportunities. They're right here in our state. All of our guests are people who are absolutely getting it done in business in West Virginia, and I'm convinced we can all learn a lot from their experiences and their stories. This week, we're going to learn about Sue Jennings and her company, Allegheny Treenware. Sue, are you ready to get down to business? Yes, I am, Jim. Let's get started. All right. Sue, I'm so honored to have you on the podcast to share your story this week. Sue Jennings, along with her husband, Stan, are the owners of Allegheny Treenware, located in Thornton, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Preston County. Allegheny Treenware is a company focused on the production of wooden kitchen utensils. It has been proudly owned and operated by Stan and Sue for more than 29 years. All products are made by hand with quality West Virginia hardwoods. Every item is shaped by hand and every spoon has been hand gouged. This makes every piece unique in its own way. I invited Sue on the show today to talk about her company, to share her story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into her business in West Virginia. Sue, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, uh, Stan and I were coal miners, uh, underground coal miners when we met, and we met in 84. Wow. And uh, our minds shut down right after we started seeing each other, and we continued dating and got married in 86. Wow. And our business started in 2000 kind of by accident. Mm -hmm. Um, We needed some money. Uh, We we expected to be coal miners the rest of our life, and so we were kind of thrown out there and... We we hit upon the idea of doing a craft show, and after uh, several attempts at craft shows, we found there's there was uh, some serious money could be made if you dedicated yourself to that. Yeah. And within a year or so of getting started, we zeroed in on three items we had started making, along with a lot of other things, and that was three kitchen utensils: a uh, flipper, a paddle, and a spoon. Hmm. And it became evident that was our most popular item, so we we zeroed in on it and we went with that. Wow. And uh, it's been a long it's been a long journey, uh, one that's been uh, very rewarding. We currently make over 170 different uh, kitchen utensils. Wow, that's amazing. Well, well, Sue, I, I think uh, what you're what you're doing is really cool, especially 29 years of doing this. It's, it's got to be, uh, I, I, I can only imagine you've got some tremendous stories to tell. We do. <laughs> well, how did you get started <laughs> with, with the wood products? I mean, let's, let's go back to that point. You're, you were doing these craft shows. You, you honed in on a couple of these products, which I love the idea of focus, right? Uh, and you focused in on these three items. How, how, did you, how did you get into the woodworking line of work? 
Well, uh, Stan and I both have a family history of uh, construction and working with wood, and it became a natural, I mean, look at our abundant natural resources all around us. Right. It's easy, uh, accessible, and um, so when we met, one of the dreams we shared was to be woodworkers. We both had that desire Mm. in us. I think at first we envisioned being furniture makers or something because Stanley has that kind of talent to do that kind of thing. Uh. But uh, the spoons became an accident because, uh, like I said, they started selling well. And so we just we switched our focus from something like a fine craft like furniture making into this craft. And um, we went with it. Uh, we went with that. And it's become uh, it. We learned quickly. One of the things we learned was uh, for a product to be successful, it needs to be pretty, it needs to be functional, affordable, and transportable. Those mm. are the, the four things that we focused on, and the spoons hit that target wow. right on. And so it was a, it was a, it was a no-brainer, That's really. So cool. Well, you say, you know, like furniture making, and, but, and, but you're doing these kitchen utensils. I imagine like a, a handmade teaspoon has got to be exactly a teaspoon. How do you do that? That All the measuring utensils are mine. Uh, so if somebody complains it's not accurate, <laughs> it's my fault, nobody else's. We, we route the, the depth a little deeper than it needs to be. Then after we've sanded that out, I, have a, I actually use Play-Doh, and I'll put a teaspoon worth of Play-Doh in there and pat, tap it down to where it's level and mark it and then sand it down to that level. Wow. I don't claim for my products to be scientifically accurate, but I do promise that they're close enough they'll never hurt a recipe. <laughs> oh, that's so. great. That's great. Well, let's, let, you know, Sue, when, well, I always like to ask people, what's your 30-second pitch for Allegheny Treenware? In other words, what is it you tell people that you do? We make uh, West Virginia hardwood kitchen utensils that are beautiful, functional, affordable, and um we enjoy the heck out of making them. <laughs> mm, that's great. So you're you're located in Thornton. As I understand, you have like a farm there. Is that correct? We do. We have a 45-acre farm here, and we live organically here on the farm. So we raise a lot of our own food. And when you get hired here, because we've, we've had employees most of, most of the time we've been in business, we still have four. We've had as many as 12. Mm. But when you get hired here, you wear many hats. You not only work in the shop, you might have to be out in the garden pulling weeds. You might have to help us butcher chickens. So (laughs) it's an interesting job for people, but we have a really good core group that's been with us for like 15, 18 years. So we're blessed in that respect. Yeah. What would you say, Sue, is the thing that you're most excited about for your company right now? Uh, I'm excited that we have such a firm... Uh, platform that we have a national reputation. Hmm. We uh, we've done we've paid our dues. We've we've done the the blood, sweat, and tears where we gave up our life and focused our energies completely on this. And I'm excited that now it's evolved into because my husband and I are both aging out mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's a comfortable business that I I plan to keep running even if Stan and I step back completely. Mm-hmm. My husband's already stepped back where he's only working a day or two in the shop because mm-hmm. he's retired, basically. Yeah. 
I'll be there in five or six years, and I would like to do what he's doing. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, uh, plan to step out completely, but it would be nice to turn more of it over and let the employees run it, mm. and so it will still still be a means of income for these people that we have that are have been our foundation for so long. Mm. Uh, we don't want to just stop. Yeah, that's the, we plan on on continuing. Yeah, that's pretty neat, and, and you know, I think about. You know, having your products in places like the Tamarack and things of that nature. I mean, obviously, you have a quality product, and it sounds like you guys have. Uh, you know, like you said, you paid your dues twenty nine years. What, Sue? What's the geographic market that you serve? Is it is it a national type of market? Talk a little bit about that. It is. We do have a national market. Uh, we have shops in California. We have them in uh, Colorado. Uh, we have about one hundred and fifty active accounts right now, and some are very large. Mm. Uh, Tamarack is our biggest account, but uh, we do have a, that's why I say a national reputation. We could go international, and we did for a while. But uh, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't go to school and learn business, and that's not my most uh, exciting part of this business. I hate the business end of it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be sitting and working wood. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep things pretty simple, and that works for us. So we ended up pulling our market back from international to just doing uh, uh, right here in this country. And we do ship to Canada. We do some work, some work in Canada. Okay. But uh, the overseas accounts, it becomes a sticky thing for us. Not that I wouldn't recommend it. Somebody that's really into business and learning all that stuff, it's a good market overseas, mm-hmm. especially with hardwoods. Yeah. But uh, we decided not to do that. It, it's, uh, it's been lovely. The hardest, uh, the worst thing our business has ever experienced is we can't make it fast enough. Mm-hmm. It's been such an easy product to sell. It sells itself. You don't have to sell it to somebody. It's, it's, it is what it is, you know, and mm-hmm. everybody eats. So everybody relates to the product. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, you talked about you know have anywhere from four to twelve employees, and and you're you're providing these great jobs for these people in in, in the community there in Preston County. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in the state of West Virginia? Um, I like where West Virginia is located for our type of business because we have found uh, our biggest marketplaces tend to be outside the state because mm-hmm. the show we've come up through this, the craft shows and the art shows and the biggest shows that uh, attract the most uh, uh, expendable income type people mm-hmm. tend to be anywhere four or five hour drive and we live in the center of a lot of that yeah so you still so rely go, on, you still rely pardon? on those shows and craft shows that's still like that's how you cut your teeth so to speak learning this business are you still doing the shows? We have backed out of most of the shows. Uh, it was a lovely life. Mm-hmm. We did 23 shows a year for a long time. Oh my. That's 23 weekends we're gone from home, mm. plus we come home and work five days a week yeah. or more. So we've cut that back from doing 23. We, we've kept four of our best shows. Mm. So we still go out because those shows, they have to require two requirements. They have to be very profitable and we have to have fun. Mm. So we've we've gotten to the point where we can fun is a big uh, big 
uh, asset in anything that we do. It, it means a lot to us. We need to enjoy what we do. Sure. I mean, I, I love that. It's a great business model. Have, make a profit and have fun, right? Yes. <laughs> so I imagine over 29 years of doing these shows and traveling around with your wonderful products that you've made a lot of friends and, and developed a lot of deep relationships over the years. We have. We definitely, that's been the, that's the highlight of this whole business for us is the incredible people and places we've been because of it. It's been, uh, they're lifelong friendships, you know, that Mm. we've made. And we try to keep contact with a lot of those people, even though we don't see them very often anymore. But yeah, when Mm. we go to these shows, the people at the shows are family. Yeah. You know. I can imagine. Yeah. So, Sue, um, you know, are, are you from? Are you are you originally from West Virginia? I was born in Ohio, okay. and my father was from West Virginia. Okay. He went to Akron and uh, got a job at, at the tire plant, and met my mother. Okay, and uh, she passed when I was twelve, and my father came back to West Virginia and brought me with him. Wow. Now Stanley is a native of West Virginia, so I'm I'm a West Virginian. Yes, yeah, of course, of course. So. I'm intrigued because you said at the beginning of the interview that that you you and Stanley met in the coal mines. You were an underground coal miner. How in the heck, I was. How I in worked the heck five did... years underground, and Stanley has ten. Wow. What? Well, how did how did you get into the coal mine? Uh, well, uh, it. I was raised on a dairy farm mm-hmm. when I was twelve and, and older, and I was a tomboy. Every I never was a, a girly girl to begin with. I mm-hmm. was a tomboy and. Physical, everything physical, from riding dirt bikes to playing football, that's the type of person I've been my whole life. Mm -hmm. And so I started college, and for the life of me, I couldn't think of one thing I wanted to do that college was going to help me achieve. Mm. So a girlfriend of mine went to work in the mines, and she started telling me about, you know, this is a really good job. She says, I think you'd like it. And I'm thinking, why not? So I tried it, and I really did. I really did love that job. It was, uh, I was operating big, heavy machinery. Uh, I laid block for a long time. It was a good job. Wow, that's so cool. I love listening to your journey, and you've got a lot of interesting things about your life that you've you've seen and witnessed, and and I I think it's really cool. So, Sue, obviously, our the title of our podcast is called Positively West Virginia. We're trying to talk about positive things, but one of the things I love to ask people is your worst business moment. Take us back you know, to, to that spot of your worst business moment so far. I think there's a lot to be learned from those kinds of things. So talk a little bit about that. Well, Stan and I, because you kind of gave us that question to think about ahead of time. Yeah. And for the life of us, neither one of us could come up with what was the worst. Um uh, the only thing that was silly enough that we thought of was on the way to one of our big shows, our truck broke down. I don't know what kind of lesson you could learn from that, other than we kept pretty good maintenance on it. We could understand the problem, but we missed the show, which ended up being a significant amount of income. Yeah. But I ha- I don't. I, I sound like I'm tooting our horn, but we have simply been blessed with what we've done. Um, mm. We. I can't tell you how positive our whole business experience has been. I think we overworked ourselves to begin with, mm-hmm. and we may have almost burned out, but we realized what we were doing, and we backed off. Mm. 
mm-hmm. to keep that from becoming a very serious. So you can, owning and operating your own business, um, you can burn out working mm-hmm. too hard at it. You have to learn there's a balance there. Absolutely. I think that's just common sense. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you guys are hard workers and you're not afraid to put in work. I think so. Yeah. There's a, uh, and this kind of comes to my mind since we're talking about tree wear and things having to do with a tree, there's a, an old saying that says, everybody wants the fire, but not many people want to cut the wood. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's I think that's a good, good little saying to to uh, that's very appropriate for our conversation. Sue, I want to take a second and just mention some of the incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia. And they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Mylan. It's the support we receive from these companies that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest today, once again, is Sue Jennings. Sue, along with her husband, Stanley, uh, have the company Allegheny Treenware, based in Thornton, West Virginia. Uh, of course, that's in Preston County. Sue, let's get back into it. What You know, you kind of talked a little bit about um, the transition of having the company being um, run on a more day-to-day basis by your employees, but what, what is the vision that you have long-term for Allegheny Treenware? Um, well, we have to, we've evolved and we be, we're becoming more of a digital company. We are online, oh. and I expect that market to continue. It's been a healthy market for us. Mm. Uh, our website is over 20 years old, so it's a well-established website. Yeah. And... Uh, We've been blessed. There was a professional chef on the Food Network, Damaris Phillips. She was using, has been using our measuring utensils in her show, and then she plugs us on her Facebook. No kidding. And that has sent so much business to us through the website Hmm. that we've expanded to Etsy and Amazon Handmade, and uh, we're making pretty good use of those marketplaces. I think that's where the future lies for all retailers, regardless what you do. I mean, could you have ever imagined that you would be saying those words 29 years ago when you started this company? (laughs) No, never. It's cool, right? It is, and I'm blessed to have a a lady, young lady that does our website. She's been with us for 20 years, Mm. and that's what she does. And I've also got a young man working for us that I found out he's computer savvy. (laughs) So I put him in charge of all that, and that works great for me, so I don't have to really mess with it too much. Absolutely. Uh, You know, make make the utensils, uh, you know, harvest uh, the pull weeds out in the garden and and update the website. Right. (laughs) I love that. I think that's that's very cool. Uh, Sue, what's one of the biggest uh, challenges you face uh, in business? Who? Uh, hmm, oh, this is not really positive, and I'm mm. sorry to sorry no, to say it, but no, it's okay. uh, the biggest challenge right now. I'm so sad to say is that um, the workforce here uh, where we live in West Virginia, and I know it's all over, is um, it's becoming harder and harder to find people that are willing to work mm. on a labor on the on the labor level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an opioid crisis. It's a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, and we we sent out in two thousand for the year two thousand and seventeen. We were looking to fill one position that had become vacant. Just mm-hmm. one employee is all we needed. Yeah. We went through twenty four people, and wow. we never found one employee. Wow! 
and that that wasn't like that when we started. It was it was easy to find people that wanted to work. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so so sad to say that that's that's the case. But mm. so that's the biggest challenge I think small businesses today have is to find people that are willing to work that will stay. I mean, most of those 24 people didn't make it one week. Wow. And if you can't work for us, I'm serious. You can't work for anybody. We're pretty easy. Yeah. Plus, it sounds like a fun job. It is. We, you know, the people we have here that's working with us, they're like family. We treat them like family. Mm. Um, yeah, they're just incredible people. And we're, we're, we're a little picky about who we add to our mix. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got any kind of a per- personality means more than anything. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sue, what's one piece of advice you would give to young people? Maybe they're thinking about starting a business. They're, they have that entrepreneurial spirit. They, they've kind of maybe in a position like you were saying, hey, I've got to make money. I don't want to leave West Virginia. What's one piece of advice you would give to them about starting a company here in, in West Virginia? Well, uh, use the resources available for what we do, our trade. Uh, Tamarack became available to us really soon after we started. Mm-hmm. And that has been a, an incredible boost to our business and supports the foundation of our business still today. Mm. So in a creative industry, which is the only industry I really know I can talk about with any authority, yeah. is to make uh, make thorough use of that asset. There's the Tamarack Foundation. There's other art-based businesses. There's lots of grants available for people that want to learn about their craft or or. You know, there's just a lot of help available, and don't be, don't be uh, shy about asking for help through the state and different art organizations. Because I think uh, networking in our trade is uh, it's amazing how many people are there well, wanting to help. Mm. You know, putting you in the right direction. So yeah. what, I would what, say, what, what kind of those organizations are you talking about specifically? Oh, there's, there's there's different arts councils here locally. There's a Taylor County uh, Arts Council. There's a Preston County Arts Council. That's on your local levels. Yeah. Uh, if they can't help, there's Artsmon. Um, they've helped us a lot, and the CVB in, in Morgantown has helped us. There's all kinds of organizations that are are looking to partner mm. with individuals to. Uh, enhance their programming and stuff like the cvb they use us to uh 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 they'll have contests and they'll the mm. winner will win a uh they come to the shop here and they they have a whole set that they won and we make that's it for them right in front of them and give it to awesome. them when they leave that's very cool so yeah. partnering with organizations yep. yeah i really i really like that a lot what's one thing you do sue every day that you think contributes to your success discipline you get out of bed every day and go to work it's mm-hmm. in your backyard it's easy not to yeah right <laughs> but it's discipline i mean my husband taught me the discipline he's the one that had it to start with yeah and he says you know we need to treat this like a job and not a hobby mm-hmm. and that kind of made sense and so yeah discipline mm. it's pretty basic yeah yeah I think so. What's one resource, like a piece of technology, Sue, that you use in your business that you just can't live without? It might be a tool or a piece of technology. Uh, QuickBooks. 
All right. Yeah, great. That's great. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm old school. I resisted that for a while until I finally got to where I couldn't sleep at night worrying about taxes and was I doing it right. So I went to a CPA and hired them. Smartest move I ever made. Yes. And they said, you got to put your business on QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. And they offered a couple other different programs, but yeah. QuickBooks is the easiest one for our kind oh, of business. That's great. Yep. Yep. That's a great, that's a great resource. Uh, Sue, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people? Stan and I, well, you gave us that question too, and we really tried to think of something. I mean, we finally just, it was kind of this, the, the book of uh, Hard Knocks was the only go. thing we could come <laughs> up with. I swear. It's just, yeah. That's great. That's Experience. Great. Yep. Well, I, th- I think that's important, you know, to, uh, you know, experience and, and like you said, you know, just the trial and error, you know, you've been doing it for a long time. You you got it honed in pretty good, it sounds like. I, I really admire you for that. Sue, what, you know, you talk about a, a team of people there and you have uh, a, you know, difficulty sometimes, you know, uh, you know, finding the right person, you know, that, that wants to work. I think a lot of times, uh, John Maxwell once said, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. So can you talk a little bit about your thoughts on leadership and what it means uh, to you as a business owner? I would never ask an employee to do anything I wouldn't be standing right there doing with them. Mm-hmm. That's how we've led our, our shop. And we've even, uh, I think we've earned our employees' respect mm-hmm. because if they're out there sweating, doing something, we're right there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't give the dirty jobs to other people that we we're not willing to do. And I think the most successful businesses, and I've heard this, is, is the ones where the, the boss or the owner work with their employees, and I strongly believe that. Mm, yeah, I think that's that's great. Now, so I want to ask you the flip side of that. What do you think in, in your 29 years of owning a company uh, are the keys to being an effective follower? Willingness to learn. Uh, networking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our business, networking is so it's the source of everything that we do. Mm-hmm. When we go to shows, we network with every other artist. You talk about what's good, what's good shows, what what type of uh, camera are you using to take pictures of your product? What uh, I don't know. You just you network so much and learn from other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's our school. Yeah, exactly. It's the the school of hard knocks to go along yeah. with the book, right? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, Sue, I, I want to ask you, you know, I, I meant to ask you this a few minutes ago. We were talking about the products. And how many how many SKUs or how many items do you have? A hundred and what, 70? About 170. So 170. And, and are you using primarily West Virginia hardwoods? What is that, like walnut, cherry? What What's the... We uh, we begin with the logs. We have our own sawmill, okay. and we buy. Uh, it's all locally, local wood, either this county or surrounding counties. We and it's from uh, individual lots. We don't buy from uh, big loggers or anything. Yeah. Uh, but we've established a pretty good network. People selling from their local lots. But cherry is the most popular wood we use. Probably eighty percent of it would be cherry. Mm-hmm. Uh, maple, beech, birch, walnut are our stand are our tried and true other ones that we use. Mm. Uh, we get some fun things like dogwood or curly maple or mm-hmm. things like that that we'll use now and then when we come across it. 
But mm. first and foremost, it has to be a type of uh, fine grain hardwood that will hold up well in the kitchen. Yeah. Because we're highly functional. Yeah. Our product. And is. these products, uh, I've never actually seen them in person. Just seen them on your website and so forth. But they look like heirloom quality things that you can hand down from generations. They are. They're they're the traditional style. We're not what I call artsy. We're very traditional style spoon makers, um, and we've capitalized on that. We're known for it, and uh, anybody can buy a piece of our work and take it home and not be afraid to use it because we we try to keep it very affordable Mm -hmm. so you're not intimidated using that $5 or $10 spoon, you Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I like that. That's very cool. Sue, as we wrap up here, how can our listeners learn more about uh, Allegheny Treenware and your company and get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, you know, our shop is open to the public five days a week through business hours. Uh, people come in and take tours, mm. and they're welcome to look for us, uh, any information, contact info they can find on our website, uh, spooners.com. Okay. And uh, we... We welcome the public here. We even do after-hours appointments if they'd like to come. But the tour consists of walking in the door. We we make a spoon for you. You get to go home with it. It's a free tour. Wow. And then we have a showroom set up with all of our products. So we have a lot of people traveling here to our farm. That's great. And while they're here, they also get to experience how we live, in a, in a sense. They see, you know, my husband has a greenhouse. He raised a lot of food there. We have a, a beautiful water feature, a koi pond. Hmm. It's it's a lovely experience. The whole visitation is a lovely experience. That's amazing. I definitely want to come out and check that out. Uh, Sue, it's been a real, and I want to mention also that we'll have links to your website and all that information on our website, PositivelyWV.com. It's been a real honor, Sue, having you on the show today, learning more about Allegheny Treenware, what you and your husband Stan have been doing there for the last 29 years, not only in, in West Virginia, but you're having an impact across the country with your, your uh, fine wood products uh, for the kitchen. So thank you. Well, thank you, Jim, for having me. Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. And I, uh, I would just encourage you to keep keep going, keep this uh, keep this thing going. You got a, a, it sounds like you got a great team there to carry the carry the torch that you've lit. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Sue and Stan Jennings and their company, Allegheny Treenware in Thornton, West Virginia, our hope is that we, in some way, inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, uh, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And, of course, we appreciate your comments and encouragement and uh, the emails that you guys send us, too. We really appreciate that. It keeps us going. Uh, And, of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels as well. And give us a uh, review on iTunes or Google Play or even on Spotify. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 